0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When my old friend, Kathy Lee Gifford, announced that she was leaving New York to go to Nashville, Tennessee, I can't say we were shocked, but we were shocked because Kathy has had and continues to have a brilliant career. Wonderful kids, wonderful friends, great work, and we thought, she can't leave because she was already for, what, 10, 11 years on the Today Show with Hoda, whom we love. They became great friends, and the show reflected that kind of honesty and friendship and fun. It was everything that people wanted from their pals, only they were their television pals. So, Kathy, we'll, we'll go back to that time. And by the way, Kathy has written a new book called The Jesus I Know. And she talks to so many people, and they're people you know, about their faith and about how God came into their lives even people with terrible challenges, as you'll find out, most people have challenges. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to when the Today Show was uh, booming, when uh-huh. you got that hour or two with Hoda. And everything yeah. seemed great, right?
1: Yes. So yeah well, the. It- Oh, well, first of all, it's great to talk to you, Joan. I adore you and I'm and I'm happy to be back with your your listeners who've been such faithful friends to me through all the years. Yes, yeah, it's huge change in my life now. Um the, the the 11 years with Hoda were amazing. You know, I never won an Emmy with uh with Regis. I was nominated oh, like 50 years. times, but four of them four of them when I joined Hoda. So <laughs> <laughs> and um You know, you just, you you never know. But anyway, um, yes, we're still dear friends. I saw her last week when I started my book tour. And we'll be friends forever like I was with with Regis until the Lord took him to that great talk show in the sky. But, um, yes, uh, what happened was that, that we weren't very good at the beginning. I knew we could be, but Hoda was such a trained, excellent journalist that she had, she had, if she was going to be a talk show hostess with me, she need to get rid of all that stuff, you know, right. get the, get the IFB out of your ear, throw away the cards, baby, and let life happen. Exactly. You Take know, there's nothing second. duller, nothing duller on television than two people talking that are, that have somebody else talking to them in their ear. I know. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. So anyway, I, I know it's necessary for for news and that sort of thing, but for a talk show, no, get rid of it. So she finally did, and then, then the Hoda that has emerged began to just just blossom. So yeah, I never I expected to stay a year, stayed eleven, but then all of a sudden, you know, Joan, I was I started to do a movie down here. Uh, I was I actually wrote it for Craig Ferguson and me to do. Um, and He's one of my dear friends, and I wrote a, a movie about him, for him, called Then Came You, that people can still uh, see, uh, download, and it's a lot of fun. We shot it in the highlands of, of Scotland, but while I was... Um, getting ready to shoot it. I was co-writing all the music for it down here in Nashville for a year with the great uh, Brett James. So I kept flying back and forth, flying back and forth. And I just thought when I'd get on the plane to go back to New York on Sunday nights, I'd go, why am I so happy here? And it dawned on me, I'm joyful down here. There is a, it's a completely different culture than what, what the Northeast has become. And it's been, I've been watching it happen in the big, big cities in, in America Sadly, for the last oh fifteen or so years, this mean spiritedness that's emerging this this that callousness, this disregard for each other's humanity, oh, this lack of civility, so much anger, and it's on the surface, and it doesn 't take much and the next thing you know people are people are dead, mm-hmm. and I just thought you know the only way people talk to each other these days is screaming at each other, and nothing's ever accomplished that way, so I just realized that. My soul was getting sucked dry. There's a, there is a culture of chaos in the Northeast. And, and I'd come down here, and there's a culture of kindness. And my soul was just responding to it. And there's people who believe in God and are vocal about it, people who love their country and they're vocal about it. You know, two times I went through a, um, uh, a, a, an election cycle down here, and people would say to me, Cass, after you vote... Let's get together and have a drink and write a song. They didn't tell me how to vote. They don't tell you how to think here. And they certainly don't cancel you you if they don't agree with you on something. I mean, that's the antithesis of the way Jesus taught us to live our lives. Jesus was the most welcoming, radically loving human being the world has ever seen or ever will see. And this book is about that. Um, Jesus never canceled anybody. He gave, He went out of His way to find the unloved, to find the lost, to find the broken and the wounded and the hopeless. And, and He, and He gave them life, new life. And that's what we as His believers are supposed to do too. We're not supposed to yell at people, tell them they're going to hell if they don't believe in Him. We're supposed to love them. In his name. So, I mean, that's the way I believe and I've tried to live my life. But this book is 25 people who see things differently than I do. And, and I, that's what I wanted to share, because our common ground with people is, is what is sacred to both of us. And that's the way you start a dialogue. And so in this book, I talk to Scientologists, I talk to Sikhs, I talk to Hindus, I talk to atheists and agnostics and uh, broken-hearted Catholics over the scandals in the Catholic Church and, and confused Baptists who still think that Jesus didn't drink wine, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But you find out that everybody's on their own unique journey because God made us all so uniquely. This cookie cutter world. People are trying to make as if that's going to be nirvana when we all believe the same way we all look the same way we all vote the same way it's i mean i, I don't want to live in a world like that i want to grow know,
0: i want to learn from people. which shows. you have always done but you once told me when i had said to you when when did this start and you know because that isn't the usual for a youngster to be so touched by this early on and you told yeah. me that I think you were at a Billy Graham something. He had done a yes. film or and yes, that exactly you were a right. kid. You were what? I was 12. twelve.
1: And that I was twelve years old. It reached uh-huh. you in a really powerful way. You know why, Joan? Because that's the way God reaches everybody. Uh, I was not a church-going girl. I still don't love organized religion. It, it, there's so much wrong with it. There's wonderful people that are involved in it, but it's it's like New York. There are wonderful people there, but the culture is, is uh, malignant. You know what I mean? So uh, the church... I Listen, I was kicked out of, of uh, the Brownies when I was eight. I was kicked out of Sunday school when I was 12, kicked out of the America's Junior Miss pageant when I was 17 because it was my life of crime, okay? <laughs> because I had a mind and I used it. When I was 12 years old, I um, was sitting in a movie theater watching this movie. Now, God met me at a movie theater. Why? Because all I ever wanted to be was an actress and a singer and a writer and a storyteller. And so God met me right there at the point of my interest and my need. Uh, there are so many people out there who would never watch a Billy Graham crusade on TV and come to know Jesus Especially or go to church, or yeah. But 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 I I heard the name of Yeshua. I'm Jewish, and I heard the name of Yeshua say to me, Kathy. I love you, and if you trust me, I'll make something beautiful out of your life. And I couldn't have run down that aisle fast enough to, to, to accept his invitation. And, Joan, it's the greatest decision I ever made in my whole life. Friends come and go. Trends come and go. Politics change. But the Bible in Hebrew says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want to build myself, my life, and myself the work my family, everything on that rock, that foundation that will never change, regardless of the storms of life. And you've known a lot of my storms. You've yeah. been with me through through most of them. Well, yeah. you've,
0: and that's what people have. You know, they see you, Kathy. They see your success with Regis, with Hoda, with your songs. I, I saw your play. You, yeah, you did Off-Broadway, Broadway. Kathy is really gifted, multi-talented. And you, people can't imagine that you had aggravation pain heartache in your life and you did right and was it faith that got you through it was it friends? every bit that, of it like is that well, what held it, yeah. your
1: hand you know, it's, it's all you're talking about. Um, it was people like you that I would go on the air, and and you, and you you were my friend in the sense that you believed me. You you knew I I had nothing to do with sweatshops. You knew that I hadn't that caused. Was, well. Frank, now yes. wait, I want all you just to stuff, explain
0: because a lot of people don't remember. I remember that distinctly. Oh that yes, Cathy, I was accused. Doing yeah. great, had her own line of. Clothing was doing everything and out of the blue, someone comes and says, hey, forget about all the stuff she's talking about. She has children, sweatshops, the whole thing. And yeah. you yeah. didn't cave. You didn't cave in. At no,
1: all. no. He stood up in Congress and accused me of that. And I, we were one month away from opening up Cassidy's place in New York City during the pandemic, the, the AIDS and the crack pandemic. Fourteen million dollars, Frank and I, mm-hmm. built to build a uh, a home for the children. That's still going in New York City. Right. Uh, and uh, and and all these years later, and. No, so it obviously was not true, but it, it was a, a so-called civil rights advocate uh, or crusader, you know, the, trying to save people from sweatshops. No, the man worked for Unite, the uh, garment union, right. and they were trying to, to unionize Walmart. You. And so that, yes. So anyway, you're right. I stood up to it to bullies. When I discovered that there really were sweatshops out there, even though that I had none, I said, OK, then Lord, use me. Use this awful, awful desert season in my life to bring, bring streams of water to people. And we got laws changed. We, you know, we passed a, a, a law in, up in Albany called the Hot Goods Bill. I mean, that's the story in my life, how God takes the, the ashes of things. And he he makes beauty
0: out of it if we let him. I was going to say, you welcomed him. And I remember when um, you were married to Frank Gifford, a hero in this country, a hero to you and the children. And when you found out that he had fallen off the path. Um, yeah. For a short but, while, and I remember you saying to me when you found out that Frank was involved for, not really involved, but what? No, he,
1: had, he was unfaithful. He, had a, he, he had was a, unfaithful, yeah,
0: and you said, this is almost killing me.
1: Yeah, I almost, I almost, uh, that almost destroyed me, Um uh, you know he the year before we'd battled the sweatshops together and he was my hero oh my gosh he was and a year later uh it's discovered that the tabloids had set him up uh, with a woman at the regency hotel pictures you know the whole thing recordings and it was a you know uh, he was he was my best friend and uh you know what i i was able to forgive him immediately because oh, god wow. showed me in that first instant Everything that I God has ever forgiven me for and and there are some doozies went right in front of my like a screen like a scrawling on a screen in front of my eyes and God, and the Lord said kathy you must forgive as I have forgiven you and I said yes Lord and I forgave him now did I it took a long time to to get back to normal we had a lot of work to do and it, I've got scars from it still you know i I'll never forget that that betrayal it, it, it leaves uh emotional uh, Scars, maybe not physical, but they're there. But we were able to save our family, our marriage, by the by the grace of God. But you said, how did I get through on my knees? I remember I went to a, a gentleman um, in New York who had been our premarital counselor, and he said, Kathy, if you can't forgive your your uh, your husband, because I was having trouble forgiving Frank for his behavior afterwards, because I forgave him so quickly, Joan, he thought it hadn't hurt me.
0: Right. And he he I said, are you
1: crazy? He thought we're back to normal. So I was having trouble with that. And this man said to me, if you can't forgive your husband, forgive your children's father. It was so genius.
0: Yeah, that was a really good, (laughs) important thing to say. Yeah,
1: it got my eyes off me. And also um, Cardinal O'Connell said to me. Kathy, you just remember this, because he was very loving during the sweatshop situation to me. Very loving. Now, I hadn't heard a kind word from anybody until he's, he saw me privately and just put his arms out to me and just said, Kathy, and I've gotten his arms, and he said, Kathy, remember this. Our Lord did not change this world so much through his miracles as he did through his suffering. And if you will suffer this injustice being done to you, for his namesake, great, great, great good will come from it. Again, it's always we have to get our eyes off us. So that's how I've gotten through. I've got dear friends, but they also are like-minded in my faith. My friends are not just going to say, I- I'm thinking of you. I'm sending, I'm sending good thoughts. Right, not you know, uh-uh. They are on their knees before God Almighty praying for me. They're my prayer warriors. So, you know, it's a whole community of faith believing people that don't necessarily go to a building on a uh, once for an hour once a week right to church, and talk right. alike or synagogue or anything it's uh, the word church in in greek is um ekklesia and it means a movement it's a, a movement a gathering of the of people moving in the holy spirit it, there were no in the first century ad the, the, the first believers in, in Jesus were called the way, followers of the way. Well, they were being persecuted. They were, they were hiding. They were meeting in each other's homes. There was no church. There was no building to go to. So, you know, we aren't very, um, we aren't very um, I'm sorry, I'm getting another call. Forgive me. Okay. We aren't very, what's the word? Um, there's a lot of biblical illiteracy. A lot of it in in our culture and that's why i write so many books about it joan because you know me i got, i go to i go to israel and i study rabbinically and a lot of the stories in this new book the jesus i know are are people that i took on these rabbinical trips to israel you even have what a rabbi. Well, he co-wrote the rock the road and the rabbi right. with me yeah he's a brilliant brilliant teacher but, my, you know, one for your, vis- your listeners would probably be an interesting one. My friend David Pomerantz, whom I've written so many songs with, and all the Broadway stuff that I've done, he's part of my team with all of that. He's a Jewish guy, grew up a Jew, will always be a Jew, but took on Scientology 47 years ago. Married a Catholic girl who took on Scientology. And then they adopted a son as a baby and raised him in Scientology. And I love these people. I, so I invited them to Israel with me. We had an amazing 10 days there. And uh, I just watched how, how hearing the word of God in the places where these stories actually took place and studying the word of God rabbinically, how it transformed them. That their son, their 14-year-old son at that time, was the first one to jump into the Jordan River and get baptized. Mm. So it's stories like that. But if I hadn't loved those people from the beginning and created a bond of trust and friendship between them, they wouldn't have gone on that trip with me. You have to start with loving people first.
0: And that's what you know, you've then, always
1: done. I've tried, honey. I'm not you perfect have. by any means. No, no, no.
0: My kids haven't written their books yet. Now, listen, we're all waiting for our kids. So I used to say to my kids, hey, you know what? You'll go to your own shrink when you get to a certain age. You'll tell him or her anything you want to tell them. But meanwhile, cool it. We don't yeah, you know, know I, I always
1: say to my kids, if you want to get everything in my will, don't you dare write a book until I'm dead. I won't give a rip <laughs> that, that sure <laughs> may
0: laugh. But Kathy Lee Gifford, who has left the city of New York to move to Nashville, which is actually for Kathy, who music is part of her soul. This is a city that has a wonderful sound all the time, yes, and she's thriving yes. there. And Did I read that you have a new man in your life, or was that gossip? No, you, you,
1: well, it's not the one they keep talking about. That was three years ago. I had like <laughs> three days with him. No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I met a, a sweetheart of a man, he's brilliant. He's uh, we're you know, this season of my life, you know, you want something different. Uh, I when I married Frank, I was 33 years old, and he was the right man for me, and I loved him dearly. And now this new person that God brought into my life, he, in fact, I hear him come through the door, is just, um, just you know, it's just fun. Nashville is fun. Our work is fun. Uh, my life is good and fun, and I'm grateful. You forever see, grateful. Your,
0: is he in the music world? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's all I'm
1: saying, Missy. Okay. You're not getting anything out of me. <laughs> okay. But we're getting Love out you. of you that you're happy. And that- I'm happy. Yes, thank you so much, Charlotte. Well, you darling. love
0: living there. And, All right, uh, Kathy.
1: Uh, hey, good. you. You have a beautiful holiday season, and I, I look forward to talking to you in the you new year. You too, honey.
0: And love thank to everyone, you, and we'll talk soon. Happy Christmas. That's Kathy McGifford. Gifford. <laughs> I'm Joan Hamburg, and Kathy is thriving. So we'll hear more from her. Take care. We'll talk again. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC.